Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of For What It's Nerd. We're back again to discuss another movie this week. I have been on fire with the cinema recently. I've never went to cinema so much in a given month ever, but we were back again. And this time it was to watch The Flash, which wasn't a movie I intended on going to watch um, all that much, to be honest. Uh, It's not like I'm not super big into DC, as I've I've said on here a few times. And um, also there's a bit of controversy around The Flash. But um, what basically happened was is that I was kind of like, I feel like I'm on a roll at the moment in terms of going to the cinema. And also just, I think this is a movie that needs to be discussed, especially because it's going to be changing how DC is going forward. Um, so whilst there's a lot of controversy around this movie, and this is one thing I want to discuss straight away, I watched this movie purely from a standpoint of wanting to come in here and discuss it with you guys today. I don't particularly agree with um, a lot of what Ezra Miller has done. They are um they have obviously been very egregious in terms of how they've handled themselves over the past i think like year or so now and i personally wouldn't have supported them if it weren't for the fact that i was doing this podcast and i wanted to discuss the flash and discuss the sort of dcu going forward so i just want to say that as a sort of disclaimer this is not about um supporting an ezra miller movie this is about looking at the flash journalistically so to speak. I, I think that's maybe a bit of a um a fancy, too much of a fancy word to put on me and what I do on this podcast, so to speak. But it, it's essentially what I'm trying to do. It's in the name of journalism, so to speak. Um but yeah, so this movie, I've got to be honest, I think the first two parts of this movie, like the first hour and a half, were really good. Like really good. And then like it went downhill uh and that that's like that's what i would take away from this movie and where it ends is not satisfying because of that um long story short the beginning of the movie is very very how do i put it i think this movie at the beginning does a lot of what people have complained about marvel not doing for years which is having a solo movie but really allowing these kind of group like team dynamics and also just the kind of uh, idea of what a superhero universe is like, the team ups, etc., to happen, right? So, small, small spoiler, but well, not for one. Batman shows up in the movie a lot, obviously, as we know, but at the beginning of the movie, it's at Ben Affleck's Batman. Later on, obviously, it's Michael Keaton's, which is to do with the multiverse. But long story short, in the beginning, you have the Justice League. And one one thing they do do, which is funny, is they explain away that Clark is elsewhere, Superman's elsewhere dealing with one problem but you also find that batman needs flash to get to a place to help him which we kind of get got that that was going to happen because of the movie but later on in the scene uh, you also see wonder woman show up and that was like really fun it felt like a connected universe at that point because it was like yes it was cameos and yes it was sort of superficial because we know that the dcu as it was is coming to an end but it was really fun to see what what, like I said, what people have discussed about Marvel not doing for age, which is just, why didn't this guy come and do this? Why didn't that guy come and do that? So it was like a thing, it was a thing where, like, actually, they, they did that in this movie. And so that was a really great, great um, I, I, part of the movie. I thought I really liked how the movie opened, what the movie dealt with. I also liked that it really um, it gave you Barry's story in a really concise way that didn't, because let's be honest, The Flash has been done. Okay, not not only did we kind of get what was going on with him in Justice League, the movie, so we know what this Barry has gone through, but we, the the show, I mean, the Flash show lasted nine seasons. We know the Flash's origins. Never mind, like, the older Flash show, etc., etc., right? So 
The Flash has been done. I'd argue almost similarly to Batman and um, Spider-Man at this point in terms of the origin stories. Not, not, not like to great, great, great degrees, but you, you know what I'm saying. It, it's been done as opposed to the one Aquaman movie origin we've had, if that makes sense. So like, I was like, great, like, let's, con- let's make this really concise, let's move on. And they, the way they did it was narratively very intelligent because it moved the plot forward in this, obviously, because this is an adaptation of Flashpoint, which is obviously a big part in the comics where Barry changes time, right? Okay, so th- this is perfect. It fits in. Great story. We know we kind of know where it's going from the off. And I will say that despite there are some villains in this, this movie is about situational, um, situational problems and Barry dealing with his inner demons rather than necessarily a specific um, villain. But I, it's a good. It's it, it, it's good. It, it's it's good in the fact that it's good in the fact that you don't get many superhero movies. I think a lot of superhero movies are generally oh must deal with the big bad and there was a bit of that in this but the consequences of barry's own actions are the reason as to why he has to deal with the problem he does um long story short ezra miller plays two characters in this uh barry as of now like like when the movie released time period and an 18 year old barry as well which again a lot of people saw on the trailers but um Really well done, actually. I was I was quite surprised that um, the characterization of the two. Yes, at times it's a bit gauche, um, but overall, I think it was actually really well done and it allowed you to really differentiate the two. Despite yes, they had different haircuts and different attire. Like you could differentiate the two just on how they were delivering lines and what they were talking about. And like one Barry would know a certain cut, like a certain phrase, the other one wouldn't. And you know, there was other things in there as well, but really really strong in that regard um going back again to ben affleck even though he was in it for a very short part i think he um he's kind of in fact i'm gonna lump them together ben affleck and uh, michael keaton's batmans of this were really i they were almost show stealers in their scenes like i'm not saying that like their dialogue their dialogue was shakespeare but i enjoyed every second that those two characters that those two versions of batman were on screen also as well as a little cameo at the end with a third batman well technically there's other batman but there's a third batman at the end of the movie that um a lot of people are like oh gosh this is how it ended which i find quite to be quite interesting but long story short uh i think uh, oh um i forget how how her surname is pronounced but sasha who um is it quell I could be wrong. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm butchering the pronunciation of her name. But as Supergirl was very fun as well. She didn't have much time. There wasn't much plot development. They basically assumed that you should know who Superman is so you can know who Supergirl is. Let's move on from there. Which I understand why they had to do that. But she kind of became sort of integral to what was going on at the end of the movie. And it felt very weird suddenly like that she didn't have that much development. I felt like she was going to come in sooner to the movie. It would have done a little bit better. Um, for that to happen but at the same time i think all of the action that she had all of the action that uh keaton's batman had and affleck's batman was really good now opposite to that i think flash's um action in this was very very poor they've done well i think in the past with how flash's speed force and his running looks i think they've had it better in other 
mediums as well. Don't get me wrong, the CWU shows aren't great, but they had a little bit of like, it felt, it didn't feel weird the way, not all the time, there sometimes did, but where Barry was running. Now in this, it does, but one thing I will say is they're very irreverent about that fact because there was a part in the movie, and this is probably one of my favorite comedic parts because this movie is funny. It is a bit bit, it is a bit irreverent in parts, and I don't quite like it because they they had there was some jokes that are a little bit too on the nose for me. But there was one part where Barry, long story short, Barry is struggling with the Speed Force at this given moment, and um, I won't explain the details as to why, but he can't run, um, and. <laughs> and he's trying to run around this room, but all you hear is this squeaking ass shoes as he as he basically flings himself around this room, which was very funny. But they were obviously taking, kind of joking about how silly he would look at normal speed. If that makes sense. So like there was an, there was an understanding that it looks a little bit silly. Now I do want to say on that note that a lot of the the director Andy is it Andy something I forget his name I'm forgetting the name of his top, top of my head I'm sorry I'm sorry uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not you know it's funny I said I was a journalist so to speak or well didn't say I was a journalist but implied that I was a journalist uh, and then I can't even get this right but um, the guy the guy who is um, who directed this he has come out and said a lot of the VFX that was in this movie the CGI etc is meant to be bad because it's from Barry's perspective of things and i personally disagree i think a lot of the scenes where that happened really took me out of the movie and made me be like that's not fun that's not cool now it's weird because sometimes you kind of understood it there's certain characters that show up that for whatever reason they show up it kind of makes sense as to why they did it and i think yes it's still like it's still kind of it's still kind of it, it, it's the talking question from Rogue One, right? Do you bring a- back actors who are um, either, um, you know, gone, like dead, or or otherwise incapable of doing their role? And, you know, the answers are, generally, a lot of people say this is like the, a, a fresh hell, basically. And in this instance, I agree, because I think this time round, as opposed to the talking one, that was done kind of out of love. I feel like this was just like, let's puppeteer these people out to kind of like get like a little like a bit of interest. Same thing I will say, by the way. Now, I think Michael Keaton's um, Batman had a lot of emotion. Well, not emotion, but a lot of um, drive in this. It was, there was a lot of moments where I was like, oh, yeah, I love this. I'm really enjoying this. But there's like three times he like utters like his iconic catchphrases, like, I'm Batman. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And then I forget in the third one off the top of my head. But like, it was like, oh, you literally did bring him out to parade him. And don't get me wrong, I think in other parts of the movie, he really is important and really, really cool. And like, there's this fight scene um, midway through the movie where they're trying to get to Supergirl and like, really fun. I loved it. I thought it looked great. It was really nice to see that Batman with modern technology, if that makes sense. Um, to make it less um, less awkward and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, they played it for jokes at part as well, at parts as well. Like what, what, like there was a joke, for example, in Batman. Obviously, there's a moment where he's um, he um, tries, to, he's going to um, pre- re- repel up with um, Vicky Vale, and he asks her wit. There's a little, there's a little like referenced back to that in the movie, and it was quite funny actually. I thought, oh gosh, that's quite quite funny, but. Um, 
long story short, what I'm trying to say is there was parts where I felt like in this movie, they were really trying to just go, hey, take these things and like, look at them. And it's very funny because a lot of people have said about this about Marvel for a while. Marvel is carting out characters to like really like set them up and be like, hey, look at me. I'm this animatronic, you know, or this CGI or whatever um, version of this past character. Like, this is just all for sure. But I feel like DC has just made the most egregious run of that. And that's why, as well, I, I have to say, the end of the movie really flopped for me. The first two halves really strong. You knew what they were doing. There was, there was like a pathos in it. There was, there was an understanding what was going on. And then it drops off because it goes into CGI land and it goes very, very deep into CGI land. And it's just like, it's just like, also like, the, I've got to be honest, their representation of the multiverse, whilst unique and, and initially quite interesting because you didn't know what was going on. Later on, it just becomes very weird because it feels like you're sat watching someone in what I can only describe as like a, a circus ring. And it's like, it's really weird because like, what is it? Like, we, it feels like we're watching a very good, um, I keep saying it, gauche performance. It, it's like almost like, it's very macabre in a way. It's like, oh, let's drag all these people out and let's like do all this CGI. It feels very, I've never ever had a problem with CGI. I've never ever had a problem with green screen. I think they're all very important tools. Even stuff like, um, is it the view that they use for the Mandalorian? I, I think they have a place. I think they're rightly used. This was the first time I ever sat there and really thought, this is egregious. This is like, damn. I get it when an actor says, this is like, this is not fun to work with. That did not look fun to work with. Like, the, the, that was what I was trying to say earlier as well. They have parts in this movie where they have CGI'd, CGI'd actors that they had on set for this. For example, there was a part where you could see um, basically Barry's life was changing and you saw pick, like parts with his mother and his father. They CGI'd those. They had those actors available for this. Uh, it, it didn't make sense to me. That, like CGI, I get it. Sometimes you need it. You know, if you're doing a Hulk or you're doing Superman flying, sometimes you, you need those things, right? Like generally speaking, like, yes, you can put some people up on, on ropes and stuff, but like, if you're doing like, for example, there's a big um, scene at the beginning of the movie where Flash is darting across water and stuff. Yeah, that's better at CGI. Yeah, of course, because it's like far away, etc. Right? But like, why CGI two of the actors that you literally have there? Like, if you're CGIing someone who can't get there for whatever reason and can't record, okay, sure, I kind of get it again. But like, no, it was just so weird. It was so weird. But I'm saying all this. I still actually came away with a movie. There was a, there's a, there's some very poignant parts of this movie. I did enjoy it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was irreverent, but sometimes for the sometimes bad, sometimes very good. I think it was it, it was taking like a laugh at itself at the same time. I what I don't like about how this movie ended is this movie ends as ambiguously as it starts or as it kind of goes through, I suppose. And that basically, I assumed at the end of this movie, we'd have sort of a, an idea of how much of a blank slate we're on for the DCU going forward. We do not. In fact, I think it's more compli uh, complicated now than it was before, um, which I really hope there's going to be a way, like, like something that comes out that really does just paint a new picture because this was, I understand that The Flash has been in production for years, so they still had to release it. It still had to be a viable success. I get it. 
but I feel like the way that they've done it does not help them. In a, like the, the the goal coming into this movie was to reset everything going forward, and they didn't do that. Not as successfully as they could have, in my opinion. Yeah, it was fun to see a certain character show up again, and again, I won't say. And yeah, it was interesting, you know, to see the certain things had changed, but not others. I love the post credit scene again. I won't say, but um. I don't know. I just think it could have been handled a bit better. But acting was very interesting. I think some of the situations were very fun. I think comic book-wise, it's actually more accurate in some ways than other movies, and I will say that against Marvel. Uh, I think this was a really cool way of giving like a few, few cameos, but having those cameos mean that the world feels more real, more like other people can show up in other people's story. But um, But yeah. This is a, this is a, I don't know how I'd rate it. I don't know how I'd rate this movie because in some parts I'd say, actually, that's kind of sort of 10 out of 10. Like the beginning of the movie was like, bam. Yeah, that's a really good start to a movie. I thought, ooh, I like it. There was even like a really funny cold open bit with like the title screen and basically Flash was about to set off. And he, I think it's in one of the trailers, actually. He sets off, he about to set off and the, the, the title screen almost starts to come up. And then someone distracts him. And so it like goes away. And then he has to like go through a little bit extra. And then he goes back into it. And it's like, okay, that was quite funny. There's like some really, really, um, there's some obscure humor. There's some right in your face humor. Um, yeah. I, I, so in that way, I agree. And, but like, it just as the movie went, I just feel like, I feel like the movie had like a really strong starting point and it just diminished over time. And that is a real shame to see because I think this movie could have been, despite all the controversy, which, by the way, is the reason it's probably, um, reason it's probably kind of slow at the box office. I'd say. Don't get me wrong. I think this movie is, um, I do think this movie is not as bad as people are making out. This, I think, there's worse movies out there. Um, even more, even more recently, I'd, I'd say, and this is maybe a bit of a a bit of a um, cruel statement. I think I like this movie more than Quantumania and definitely more than Thor Love and Thunder. Now, that's not to say that this movie is great in all of its parts because I think that basically what this movie does is like, I think almost like it's an eight for like the first, like I said, an hour and a half and then it just goes down to like a three. And like, I just did not enjoy the end, like the, the, the last parts at all, apart from like one or two scenes. But like, you know, Quantumania was consistent throughout, but like, it's all right, you know? So I feel like that is what really deserved this movie. But what I'm trying to say is I think this movie really doesn't help itself because obviously it's got a lot of controversy around it. And like I say, if it weren't for the fact that I was coming on here to discuss it with you guys, I don't think I'd have watched it. So that's kind of my take on it. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see where they go with the DCU next, but I'm kind of frustrated that it wasn't as clean cut as maybe we thought to begin with. Well, guys, thank you for watching slash... Hey, not hey, guys, either. Oh, I'm I'm losing it. I'm losing it. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. Thank you guys for watching slash listening. There we go. I got it in the end. Um, And um, I will be back next week where we'll be discussing the beginning of Secret Invasion, which... A lot of people have said is very very interesting the critics are the, the critics are kind of skewed on it actually because it's a 67 last i checked on rotten tomatoes but again we shouldn't we shouldn't shouldn't trust um metrics like that always but 
um very looking very much looking forward to discussing secret invasion next week especially because we get to see one of my favorite actors in the mcu olivia coleman can't wait to see how good she is in this i hope she shows up in the first episode because if she doesn't i'll kill someone um but yeah so with that said guys thank you very much for being here thank you very much for listening slash watching and we'll see you next week